Welcome back to the Melbourne Coffee Culture Podcast. Today we're going to be looking into something very exciting. We're going to be looking into something very helpful, very informative. We're going to be looking at the cafe and hospitality industry for 2017 and 2018. So this is a discussion around uh, revenue, um, growth, industry performance, um, internal and external drivers of our industry, um, threats, weaknesses, opportunities, culture, um, predictions, technology. Uh, we're going to be looking at everything to do with Melbourne Coffee and I'm excited to bring it to you now. So the first thing we want to do is just look at the key statistics. So we are an $8.3 billion industry in Australia. The growth is 5.1% over 2013 to 2018 and that's an annual growth of 1.1%. Okay, so there are 14,000 businesses that are considered the cafe industry in Australia. Now, one of those interesting um, macro observations for our industry in Australia and in Melbourne is that there is no uh, dominant player. So most industries have uh, one or two you know, dominant players. And so in Australia, we don't. We don't have a Starbucks um, that has 30% of the market. In fact, the biggest um, holder is the company that owns Gloria Jeans and they have, uh, I think, about 5% of the market. And so that's a really uh, important observation for a cafe owner or a barista to understand that one of the significant drivers of competition is the fact that we're all independent. It means that it's a lot easier for people to enter the industry. There's a lot uh, less barriers to entry, but also um, it means that competition is actually keeping prices down. It means that um, competition's keeping profit down. <laughs> it means that competition is... Um, is really good for the consumer and it means that we have to be more focused on being a niche operator. Um, Just reading from the IBIS industry report, while independent operators have performed strongly over the past five years, major coffee chains are expected to undergo changes in the next five-year period. Yeah, so that's really, really good. Um, Another thing to note, is that our market is in a growth phase and heading towards maturity. Uh, So we're not a new market, we're not in decline, but we're still growing. And that is a really, a really good point. We're growing as an industry um, stronger than the overall GDP in Australia is growing. So that's what classifies us as a growing market. a growing industry. Something else that I found really interesting was that people who spend the most money are 15-year-olds to 34-year-olds, and that makes sense because those are people who have a discretionary income. People over 55 tend to buy coffee rarely or they make coffee at home. 
Uh, people aged 35 to 54 are more likely to try and save money or you know do it as as a special treat so it's really that 15 to 34 year old age group and that accounts for 36.8 percent of the revenue so if you're targeting younger people if you're targeting university students if you're in if you're looking to open a cafe you may want to consider um, a you know, contacting the local council in your area, finding which suburb has the most students. Simple, very easy for you. There's a there's something that could even make you a lot of money. Um, obviously, in Australia, most of the market is in the east coast. Uh, so we have over fifty percent of cafes for in Australia in the east coast, of course. Um, business locations, uh, competitive landscape. Obviously, the key factors for success in our industry. So the, the number one factor, if you want to be successful in running a cafe in Melbourne or in any city in the world, is the experience of the operators, the business experience. So if you have experience in, in running a business, if you have experience in hospitality, if you have experience in coffee, if you have experience in retail, you are more likely to succeed. In fact, if the owners and operators don't have experience, you are much more likely to fail. Number two, uh, guarantee, uh, effective cost controls. Number three, effective quality controls. And number four, access to a multi-skilled and flexible workforce. So those are the four factors that lead to success, um, according to IBIS. Okay, there's not much profit. Uh, wages is becoming a problem for our industry. Uh, you should pay your staff well, but that's actually something that's making it difficult um, for profitability. Rent is making it difficult for pro- pro- profitability. Uh, other factors, so I've already read this document, I'm just uh, looking through it for conversation. Um, so if you're running a cafe, it's really good to, to buy this report. Uh, it's really good, as it said, the key factors are experience, but also um, quality. So, you know, subscribing to podcasts like this is going to give you experience that you don't have. Subscribing to podcasts like this is going to give you some of the assistance you need around effective cost controls, effective quality controls. Reading Colin Harmon's book is going to be great. Doing the Barista Hustle video training is going to be great. Doing the tipsy.com video training is going to be great to help you succeed. So the retail food group, as I mentioned before, who owns... um, Debella Coffee and Gloria Jeans, they only have 4.8% of the market and they're the biggest. Um, Starbucks has less than 1%. Okay. Technology is important. Um, Healthy food options is important. Um, Ethical produce is important. There is technology technological change not only in point of sale but also in coffee production there's no government assistance for our industry and basically things are going well we're we're in a growth uh, phase as a as an industry um, as an individual operator that's a pro and a con um, it's great but it's attracting a lot of competition so 
basic summary is focus on your own personal development. Make sure you keep the costs low. Try and target younger people. That's an opportunity or be in an area where there are more students. Um, look at fair trade and ethical produce. Focus on quality, but definitely try and keep your costs down because competition is going to increase and profitability is getting sucked out at the moment. What is happening to the Melbourne coffee culture industry? What is happening in Australia? What is happening in coffee? What is happening in retail? What is happening everywhere in the world? There's a lot of disruption. There's a lot of technological change. There's a lot of innovation. There's a lot of middlemen being removed. People aren't using cash. People are paying with their cards. They're paying with their watch. People are using third-party apps such as Hey You to pay for their coffees, to order their coffees. People are having coffee and food delivered to their home. There are so many more players in hospitality. People are delivering coffee to workplaces and they're not going for the traditional coffee cart but they're having batch brew delivered. There are ghost kitchens opening where restaurants where you're buying your food and your breakfast from don't even exist. They're just on Uber and Deliveroo and Foodora and they don't actually have a shop. They're just in a warehouse somewhere. There's a whole bunch of talk about drone deliveries. There's so much change going on and today we just want to look at some of the the facts around our industry. We want to look at some of the macro and microeconomic facts that are going to affect you as a Melbourne coffee business, okay? So the first and most palpable thing in our industry is that it's a growing industry. That's good and it's bad. It's good because it's good for competition. It's bad because it's good for competition. <laughs> there was $8.3 billion in revenue in coffee shops in Australia in the last year. Interestingly though, 34%, that's a whopping 34% of that $8.3 billion was spent by 15-year-olds to 34-year-olds. That's right, the biggest chunk of the cafe spend in Australia, 34% is by 15 to 34-year-olds. And so if you're opening a cafe, I would be seriously looking at local council demographics and finding the locations where the most students are. It's worth doing. And the other palpable industry insight, other than there being 14,286 cafes in Australia with 1.1% annual growth and only a profit of 300 million, is that... There's a lot of competition and there is no dominant player. That's right. There's no one or two groups that are dominating the market. Unlike every other country, especially America, there is no one company in Australia that, that really holds a lot of the market. Okay, so I think it's... Um, 4.8% of the market is held by Gloria Jeans and Dibella Group, and that's a company that owns a whole bunch of cafe chains. What does that mean? It means that it's good for consumers. They've got a lot of choice. 
it means that competition is so high and the barrier to entry is so low that prices are remaining low and profit is remaining low. What does that mean? It means that if you're going to open a cafe, you're going to want to be a niche cafe. You're going to want to you know, adopt the technological change towards quality. You're going to want to adopt the technological change towards convenience. You're going to want to adopt one of the trends around ethical produce. You may want to become a vegan-only cafe. You may want to become a fair trade-only cafe, which you might want to become a local produce-only cafe. You may want to be an o- a batch brew-only cafe and target younger students uh, who are a little bit less price sensitive. So profitability is low. There's a lot of pressure uh, on wages. There's a lot of pressure on rent. And so what you want to do is really hone into your skills um, around success. So these are, according to um, IBIS industry reports, the number one indicator to a successful cafe is the experience of the operator. What does that mean? If you don't have experience in hospitality, you're more likely to fail. If you don't have experience in retail, you're more likely to fail. If you don't have experience in hospitality and in coffee, you're more likely to fail. So the number one key success factor for those 14,000 cafes they surveyed, there's number one is the business experience of the operator. So we can help you there. You know, if you don't have business experience, you can uh, you can do a few things. You can listen to this podcast. You can study the Barista Hustle online training. Do every course. You can study the Tipsy online training. Do every course. You can read Colin Harmon's book on how to open a coffee shop and you should definitely go and work in a coffee shop for six months because you will lose $300,000 otherwise. So it's better to give six months of your time to working in a cafe, pay for consulting. You know, having an accountant isn't going to be enough. You need business experience. Number two, effective cost controls. We can help you with that as well, same as a lot of the training out there and Colin Harmon's book is going to help you with that. Effective quality control, again, training and resources and access to a skilled workforce, which is becoming uh, more and more of a gig economy. A lot of cafes don't even hire baristas. They just tend to use emergency barista services like Need a Barista and uh, Backup Barista. And there are probably a hundred others by now.